It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. Oh, man, what an exciting week. First off, CERN decides to fire up again. For those of you that don't know, it's a large Hadron Collider off in uh, Germany, France, Switzerland, that kind of area. It's mostly based in Switzerland. And, uh, well, they are looking for particles, godlike particles. They found a couple of new ones. This thing is going to be fired up for the next four years straight. And also we find out that with CERN, every time it gets turned on, uh, the magnetic field of the Earth kind of wobbles. So, goodness gracious, I wonder what they could be doing with that, I suspect. Uh, there's some kind of electromagnetic summoning style ritual. If you go back and look up Jordy Rose and Kindred AI, that's exactly what he was trying to do. He was trying to communicate with beings uh, that were outside of the earthly frequencies. So good luck. I hope it all gets destroyed. But however, the positive thing out of all of this is suddenly CNN wants to include Democrats and Republicans on their hideous programming, and what's even more out of Georgia, or not out of Georgia, but uh, the Georgia Guidestones blew up to smithereens. Too bad, just too, too bad. The Georgia Guidestones were built in Elbert County, Georgia, and I've brought this up in the past. Nobody knows who built these things, but they are extremely disturbing and uh, what was on these Georgia Guidestones? They kind of look like Stonehenge. So if you can manage, <laughs> if you can imagine that, can't even get the words out. And there were inscriptions. There's a whole bunch of other crap all over it. But the top ten listing of uh, garbage on the Georgia Guidestones, you can tell I don't like them, is number one: maintain humanity under 500 million. In perpetual balance with nature. Now, the only the last time humanity was below 500 million was around the 1500s. So you can only begin to speculate how they would attempt to achieve that kind of goal. Number two, guide reproduction wisely, improve fitness and diversity. Gee, I think someone by the name of Schickelgruber tried that during the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Oh, that's right, Hitler tried the same kind of thing. Uh, number three, unite humanity with a living new language. Number four, four, rule passion, faith, and tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Uh, that, that hasn't worked. Number six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Number seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Uh that certainly didn't happen. Number eight, balance personal rights with social duties. That's never going to happen with these megalomaniacs in power. Number nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. And number 10, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. So another interesting little tidbit with all of this, is that if you were to draw a straight line from the Georgia Guidestones to the United Nations building, you would find that they are 666 miles apart. So, gosh, I wonder why that number populates itself yet again in our timeline here. Uh, but we'll just leave it at that. But thankfully, the Georgia Guidestones, one of the stones was destroyed, and then they leveled the rest of them, uh, hopefully, forever so that we don't ever have to gaze upon these 
disgusting, reprehensible, megalomaniac, dictatorial, eugenicist, wet dream, uh, stone, I can't think of any more adjectives, uh, and get rid of this crap. Enough is enough. So let's hope CERN decided to slip us into a more positive timeline. But on July 4th, you had this little weirdo, Bobby Cremo. Now, here's the thing about all of this Bobby Cremo nonsense. 22 years old, Highland Park, Illinois, and uh, what? He shot or oh, injured, like, what, 20 or something, in some cases, 70 people. Uh, and he killed seven people, I think, or at least seven people died at this point. Now, the mainstream media, they're trying to bring the—they're trying to shift the narrative and say that Cremo is a major, major Donald Trump supporter, and he has fascist-like tendencies. He's aligned himself with fascist-like agencies and groups. Uh, no, it, it, that's all wrong. If you look at Bobby Cremo, he is—he's a mess. He is a mess. To me— this kind of individual seems like the stereotypical MK Ultra born identity slash mind control victim. Uh, colored hair, cross dressing, tattoos all over him. He was going by the moniker Awake the Rapper for a long time. You couldn't do, find any information on him through a Google search. You know, when you search your own name, you got all these websites that pop up that says, oh, you search us or pay us. We'll give you a background check on whatever individual, find out where they lived and what phone numbers they could have had, blah, blah, blah. You found nothing on this guy. It's like he appeared out of nowhere. And the other interesting little tidbits about all of this was if you did go back to some of his social media nonsense, particularly his Instagram, he had Antifa support all over it. He was dressed up in a black helmet with a black balaclava, a face mask over his mush, and he had an anti-fascist action emblem all over the place, and he was raising his fists in the air just like the anti-fascist action uh, members do. Now, another interesting little slice of information here is that Mr. Cremo was an apparent occultist, and he used occult imagery on some of his, uh, I guess, artwork for his rapping career, which went nowhere. Now, there is, of course, the usual nonsense where we get the lone gunman. And the problem with this is that all of the... Uh, eyewitnesses, they said that the shots were being fired from a location where Cremo was not located. And you can find this all across social media. I'm not going to go into it now. Uh, but the point is, is that it's the stereotypical case of nonsense coming out of the various government agencies to push an agenda. I can only assume this agenda is going to try to remove firearms and reduce the rights that you have under the Second Amendment after the Supreme Court's ruling about New York State. And so that's just going to be the agenda here. I still contend he is probably an MK Ultra style born identity victim where he doesn't even know what he did. If you interviewed him, he probably wouldn't even remember the event him itself because he was programmed through hypnosis and God knows what else at this point. Uh, to do these kinds of things. 
His parents are bizarre. Uh, the father supposedly took him to buy the firearms despite the fact that the father knew he was threatening to kill all of his classmates or some garbage like that. Now, what kind of father would do that if they're fully aware that their son or daughter is is threatening people, threatening to go into a school or some sort of populated area and kill everybody? That Why would you take your offspring to a gun store to purchase a firearm doesn't make sense does it unless the father and the mother aren't really his father and mother and merely his handlers that would make more sense and when i say handlers i mean people that essentially oversee various agents and in this case the agent being the mk ultra victim of mr cremo so that's my two cents on all that next we've got uh, what do we got here? Oh, Pfizer nonsense. Uh, yeah, I know. It's all the same crap. Okay, so this comes from Canada, and I said this before, uh, way, way, way in the beginning here, that the vaccinated, you'll never be vaccinated, fully vaccinated ever again. The idea here is to keep you constantly chasing the dragon, to take a drug terminology so what they want is for you to never be fully vaccinated. You're always going to have to get some kind of vaccine to maintain your rights in order to integrate into society. So this is from uh, Canada's health minister, and he came out and spilled the beans. Canadians will be required to get a COVID shot every nine months for the foreseeable future. Nine months is very clear and will help people understand why the quote-unquote up-to-date is the right way to think about vaccination. Fully vaccinated makes no sense now. It's about up-to-date. So am I up-to-date with my vaccination? Have I received a vaccination in the last month? And this was from Health Minister Jean-Yves Duclos. So, this is exactly what I mentioned when all of the studies out there were reporting how there is basically barren women and sterile men for at least 150 days after an injection. Now, we don't know if it goes even further than that after 150 days, but I suspect it does. So this is what I brought up with the sterility agenda. Let's say that uh, you do regain your uh, reproductive fortitude after six months. Now they're saying, well, at nine months, you're going to need another shot to remain up to date. So you will constantly be at a disadvantage if you are going to try to have children. Right, Because if you're sterile, or if you're barren, or if you're uh, pregnant and suffer a miscarriage, then what they're doing with this is maintaining population. They're making sure that the population is reduced. They're making sure that reproduction is essentially halted. That's what's going on here, and that is what's going to come to this country. Mark my words, it's going to happen. They're trying to reduce the population in the worst way possible, and thankfully it's not working, uh, because at this point there are too many people that are wide awake to all of this. The majority of people are still sleeping, they're still idiots, they're still going to get their kids vaccinated, 
But the point is this. There's too many of us out there suspicious of the intentions uh, from the government agencies and mainly Pfizer. And this comes from Children's Health Defense. And this is obviously uh, part of uh, Kennedy's website. This is an article by Michael Nevradakis, Ph.D., Pfizer asks court to dismiss whistleblower lawsuit because the government was aware of the fraud. So what does this mean? A lawsuit filed by whistleblower Brooke Jackson alleging Pfizer and two of its contractors manipulated data and committed fraud. Now, during fo- and this was during uh, COVID-19 Pfizer clinical trials and is uh, now here's the here's the real gist of all of this. What basically happens here is, and it's it's a rather lengthy article with a lot of details, but I'll sum it up. Pfizer did all of these studies, including mRNA injections, and they recorded all of the results like they should have. Uh, and what happened was they reported those results to the government, people like Dr. Fauci. They all knew, the government and Pfizer knew how dangerous these COVID-19 gene therapy inoculations really were. But they still went out and said you should take them. Remember Biden? He said if you get vaccinated, you will not get COVID. You'll be 100% free and healthy and all of that crap. So what really does this mean? This means that Pfizer knew how dangerous this was. They reported the findings to the government. The government knew how dangerous this was. The government said, whatever, we're still going to introduce it into the market. This is the way we're doing this, and we're going to introduce mRNA gene therapy platforms. Pfizer then said, we are now going to ask for immunity in every way possible. We are not accountable for any of this. And so this is the defense that Pfizer is saying. They're trying to, the whistleblower is saying that the False Claims Act would apply here. Under the False Claims Act, whistleblowers can be rewarded for confidentially disclosing fraud. And this is the main point here. Pfizer is saying that they can get away with this because Pfizer, in its defense, its legal defense, said that as long as the government would write them a check, despite knowing about the fraud, the government knew that all of the marketing and all of the material out there was fraudulent. So in other words, not safe. In other words, creates negative efficacy. In other words, that we're seeing in all the studies, people that are injected with this thing get COVID more often and they have more severe cases of it. They all knew about it. And Pfizer said, well, you can't go after me under this particular uh, legislation, the False Claims Act, because for fraud, for a fraudulent product, because the government knew it was a fraudulent product from day one, and they still told us to go ahead with it. That's the kind of mindset we're dealing with here. They all know it's garbage. Now they're admitting to it in court. And there was another, I think it was uh, a South American country. I think it was uh, Uruguay, Uruguay. I think that's what it was. They sued. There was a judge that said Pfizer has 48 hours to come up with the ingredients of 
their shots. We want to know if there is, in fact, graphene oxide in these injections. Now, I, I spoke about graphene oxide in the past. That is the hyperconductive nanometal that is supposedly in these shots. There's a patent out there that talks about how they can prophylactically inject you with graphene oxide, and that graphene oxide will monitor your biofunctions, your heart rate, um, breath rate, everything else, right? And those monitoring reports get sent to your smartphone or your smart city or your smart apartment, whatever it is, and the, that data gets sent to your employer and your government, your local government. And if you are not doing a job that has a certain level of biorhythms, then you do not get paid. And they only pay you in cryptocurrency. In other words, digital currency. In other words, a cashless society. That's what's really involved here with this graphene oxide. And so, supposedly what happened... Pfizer packed its bags and said, forget about it. We're not going to allow you to have any more inoculations. Big loss there. Um, I, I think it's Uruguay, but I, I, I don't remember and I don't have it in front of me, but just do some research and do it on your own. Okay. Uh, finally, the Democrats, well, I shouldn't say Democrats, but Biden is quickly imploding and it doesn't look Good. This comes from Zero Hedge and CNN. For some reason, now this is my own two cents. The government and Biden and the Democrats know that whatever policy they try to enact is nonsense and it's no good for anybody. So what do they do? They contact and they hire influencers they hire actresses and actors and tiktok influencers and social media lights so they all do that they all go after them they hire them to say certain stupid things remember all the covid stuff remember elmo elmo last week said he got a, a stupid pfizer shot or whatever the hell it was and uh his dad was all excited it's just idiotic nonsense but so will and grace star Deborah Messing, she was among citizens of celebrity Democratic supporters participating in a call with White House aides last Monday to brainstorm a response to the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. Now, if you are in the White House, don't you think it's a little late to come up with a response to the overturning of Roe versus Wade? Don't you think that you might be a little bit behind the eight ball? Miss Messing told CNN that Messing said she had gotten Joe Biden elected and wanted to know why she was being asked to do anything at all, yelling that there didn't even seem a point to voting. Others wondered why the call was even happening. And after the call, the White House sent out all sorts of talking points that people should be aware of, and they should also uh, say certain things and divert conversations and all that other crap. According to top Democrats, two dozen spoke to CNN, and they're upset. Biden either isn't acting with or isn't capable of acting with urgency required, and he lacks basic management abilities. One member, one Democrat member, described the White House as rudderless, aimless, and hopeless. And 
What's even worse, top Biden aides are still wrangling over a response. White House counsel Dana Remus has assured senior aides that the Supreme Court wouldn't rule on abortion that day. And guess what happened? It did. And frustrated Democrat politicians are being increasingly isolated. Now, this isn't good. This isn't good. Because if you are isolating your voters and also the elected officials that you're counting on to push through legislation, and if you're not calling them back, that tells us the ship has sailed and is about to sink. So they're calling up. They're not getting calls back. The Biden administration doesn't send invitations to events. No thank you calls. And everyone has an exhausted feeling, according to AIDS, of being forever on red alert, alert, alert for the never ending crises. Several officials say Biden's tendency to berate advisors when he's displeased with how a situation is being handled or when events go off poorly has trickled down the ranks, leaving mid-level aides being blamed or failings despite lacking any real ability to influence the building's decision-making. That's a terrible sentence that CNN wrote. That's contributed to some of the recent staff departures. So this is what they're saying here is, if we're to read between the lines, the Democrats are completely frightened of the midterm elections. They don't expect these things to go well. And the only way it's going to go well is if they cheat again. And if they steal things, and if they stuff the mail-in ballot boxes, which are all illegal, by the way, if they stuff all those things, change the rules quickly at the last minute, and basically create illegal acts. That's the only way that they're going to win this midterm election. And so they are horrified about this. And so what they're trying to do is get ahead of it by leaving. And this is only another sign of how bad things are with the Democrats not necessarily Democrat, but mostly the Republicans. I mean, mostly the Republicans. I can't. <laughs> Long day. CERN has really knocked me off kilter. How bad it is with the World Economic Forum crowd. That's what I really meant. With the powers that be. Because it's pretty obvious that whoever is in control of the Biden White House, they're being run by the elites behind the scenes, the World Economic Forum crowd, the Klaus Schwabs, all those people. That's what's really going on with all of this. And uh, the basic rank-and-file people like us, the voters, we've pretty much had it with all of them, so they know that the only way to get over this is through voting. And that's what has all of these people scared. One last rumor, supposedly... Uh, the Biden White House is going to try to ram through a massive, massive tax bill. A ma- um, I, I would assume an increase on taxes or, uh, you know, paying your fair share uh, before the midterm elections because they're not going to be able to do it afterwards, supposedly, according to their strategies. So this is just another sign, another crack in the varnish and uh, more rumors coming out about Trump about how he's going to announce his 2024 run and try to include DeSantis as vice president. Uh, So it could be interesting. So that's going to be it for me. This is the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. Fumbling and stumbling over his words, a little bit out of sorts. You can find me and like me and share me on the Last Call Caravan. 
uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and also Truth Social.